We start the new period on transformation. Gazlan kune b'shinui. We're going to get it deeply into the ideas of gzela. We're going to have to learn some some technical information about gzela. So those of you who are into the lomdus of the of the sugi will go into these makuris and get a fortune out of the the lomdus of it, and that will lead us into a revolutionary understanding of the idea of transformation. And I, and I think to myself, it's a cold and miserable day today, and uh, it's almost as if the Rebbein Shalom has made it hard that those who are going to learn this piece of Gemara, the Sugya, will have had to have worked for it. So, so I've already had to work for it, apart from the fact that I'm going to share with you in less than 20 minutes a lifetime of work in the field of transformation and eight solid hours of preparing this piece of Gemara, and you're going to get it in 20 minutes. But, but you also have to put something in, so the Rebunisham turns the bad weather on, and uh, or for the farmers it's not bad weather, and everybody is here, is made is here with Mesiris Nefesh, and it's wonderful to see you and to, and, and to have you here with us. So we're dealing with... Geneva and Gazela, and the posuk on which it started, the idea of theft, if a person sins and steals something and feels guilty about it and wants to do teshuva, he's got to return the, lost pro- the, the stolen property which he stole. Seems to be a pretty obvious and straightforward pasuk, except that there's an extra there's extra wording in it. Why doesn't it just say vehishivet hagzela? He must return the lost property. What's asher gazal? Of course, it's the property which he stole. Omer Rabbo says back on daf samachvav, shinui kone, an amazing concept in Geneva and Gazela, and that is that once a thief changes the composition of the object he stole, the object becomes his. He still has to compensate the person from whom he stole. But the ownership of, of the object transfers from the nigzal to the gazlan, from the person from whom it was stolen to the person who stole it. That, that's what occurs, says, says Rabbi. Where do we know that from? Ktiva v'tanina. We have it in a posuk and we have it in a mishnah. Ktiva, it's written in a posuk, v'hishivet hagzela asher gazal, matalam tamud lomar asher gazal. It's a posuk we've just learned. Why does it say asher gazal, the stolen property, which he stole? That comes to teach us. Im ke'en shegazal yarzir. If this is as he stole it, it's the same object that he stole, he must return the object. V'im lav. And if he didn't, if it's no longer the same object, he's changed it. He stole a piece of wood and he made it into a chair. So it's now not a piece of wood, it's a chair. It's still the same wood. It's, he didn't add anything except a few nails and some glue to it. But it's a chair now. He doesn't give the chair back to the owner. He keeps the chair and he has to compensate the owner for what he stole. Vimlav damim ba'al shulumi, and if not, he pays for it. Tanina, and where do we have it in a Mishnah? In our Mishnah at the beginning of Perik HaGozel, Tanina HaGozel, Asan Kelim, the very case that I explained to you, if a person stole wood and turned it into furniture, Tzemer v'asan begadin, he stole wool and he turned it into clothing, Meshalem kishat hagzela, he pays the value of the commodity he stole at the time that he stole it. That's what he returns to the, to the owner. And that's our Mishnah. Says Rove back on Samach Vov Omud Beis, Hai milte kashiba rabel Rav Yosef esrin v'taratin shunin. Rove, who is a Talmud both of Rav Yosef and of Rabbo. So Rabbo and Rav Yosef are contemporaries. The, the position of Rosh Yeshiva of Pumpadisa was offered to Rav Yosef, and Rav Yosef turned it down. Rav Yosef was a big tzaddik. 
And he, didn't, so he wanted to be in his, his area, he didn't want to be distracted, he didn't want to have the responsibilities, and he turned the offer down. So they appointed Rabbo, who was only 18 at the time. And Rabbo and Rav Yosef were very close, and, and Rava is their Talmud. Later on, Rabbo, after 40 years of being the Rosh Hashiva in, in Pumpadisa, dies, and Rav Yosef then takes the job only for two years before he in turn dies. And Rava says, for 22 years, my Rebbe, Rabbo, used to ask my other Rebbe, Rav Yosef, this question, Velay Afrike, and, and he was never able to answer it, Ad de Yativ Rav Yosef Beresha Ufarka, until Rav Yosef was appointed Rosh Yeshiva, and then he answered it, after Rabbi had died. And this is very important, that the, the fact that the, the Gemara gives us this background is really very important, because it, it comes to what I said to you yesterday, and it, it's such an important principle, and I feel it personally enormously, and that's the gratitude that I feel to each of you, that he couldn't answer it for 22 years. Why? Because he didn't have to give a shir. He wasn't a Rosh Hashiva. And he didn't, he didn't have the Siyat HaDishwaya to be able to answer it. To be able to learn to gain new insights is not just a matter of, of intelligence. It certainly is not just that. And it's not even a matter of hard work. It, it's, it's that as well. But it's Siyat HaDishwaya. To be able to see something in the Torah that you haven't seen before. And something new and something relevant. And for it to be emes, for it to be true, there needs to be Siyat HaDishmaya. And there's much more Siyat HaDishmaya when a person has responsibility. That's when the, when the Siyat HaDishmaya goes up. So he becomes Rosh Hashiva and all of a sudden he answers a question which for 22 years he struggled with. And, and that's why I say with each of you that are here, and it's, it's each individual, it's not just a group of people, that the, it's your schus that adds to the Siyat Ishmael. I have to deliver a sheer of quality to you in the morning. You've walked through the rain and cold to be here. The Rebbe has mercy on me and, and, and doesn't embarrass me. What would I do? I would show up in the morning. You've come to such mysterious nefesh and I've got nothing to tell you. Well, I get what I've got to tell you. You could have looked up in the art scroll. What, what's the point of going through the effort of coming here in the morning? So the Rebbe has, has Rachmanus on me and he, and he helps me understand things to share with you. Uh, and, and what we'll share today is just so amazing, and it comes from this Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef was Mechadish here. He innovated a, a principle in transformation that is so key and so unknown. It is such an unbelievable secret of transformation. Whether you're transforming yourself or you're uh, transforming an organization, it doesn't matter. What did he say? Shinui Hashem Keshinui Maisedami. Unbelievable idea. Not only does it work if he changes the essence from commodity to product, from wood to chair, but even if just the name changes. So one of the examples our Gomorrah deals with is a person takes a piece of wood and in a, with a lathe he rounds the wood. It's still a piece of wood. If you would say to a child, what is this? I would say it's a piece of wood. But if he rounds it into a pestle, that thing that you crush things in a mortar with, so also it's a piece of wood that's, that's rounded and you use that to crash and you say to the child, now what is this? He says, this is a pestle. So, so you've had a shinui hashem. So you could have two, two objects, they're both rounded pieces of wood, but one is called wood and one is called pestle. That's called shinui hashem. Says Rav Yosef, shinui hashem is koine in the same way that shinui hamase is kine. Which is so difficult to understand. Shinui hamase, I understand. The fact that a thief 
changes, he actually takes the commodity he stole and manufactures with it, he converts it into something else, shows shlita, it shows it's his. And we've discussed in Kiddushin, we discussed the idea of Kenyan being shlita, of, of showing mastery over something. That's what a Kenyan is. This is mine, I've mastered it, I use it. I've taken this piece of wood and I've converted it into a chair. I am the balabos. I am the owner. That's shinui koine. This is now mine. And we've got to deal with compensation to the nigzal. But this is mine. But shinui Hashem, I just say, this was wood and now it's a pestle. Is that going to cause shinui Hashem? Is that going to cause me to become the owner of it? What kind of shlito is it? My time, ahata meikora itzim hashta kelim. The same way as originally it was wood and now it's furniture. Shini Hashem nami meikora korele mashko vashta avrazin. The same applies with changing, changing the name. It's no longer the same thing. Well, it looks like the same thing, but it isn't the same thing because the name has changed. What does that mean, the name has changed? And here we get into this foundational usage of transformation. To understand it, we need to go a little bit further into the technicality of it. Tosfus says on Tzadihel, on, on Tudah further, this is, that's where the Tosfus is, but the Tosfus belongs on the Mishnah. So he steals a cow that's pregnant. And the cow grows and gets bigger and gets stronger during that time. All the shvach, all that improvement belongs to the gazlan. And the, the, the Bach says that's how the Tosfus, that's how the Rosh learns as well. The Vilna Gon says that's an error. If you look in the, the Hagos Hagroa, it says Rashum Kaval Tevat Lagazlan. In the, in the Vilna Gon's Gemara, he crossed out the word Lagazlan in the Tosfus and he wrote Lanigzal. It's a mistake and he says Deloke Rosh. Tosfus is not like the Rosh. It shouldn't say Lagazlan, it should say Lanigzal. All the improvement in the, in the cow belongs to the nigzal. Now, so we're looking now at, at what point is the transfer of ownership? Is the transfer of ownership when I manufacture or I give it its new name, when the wood is now a piece of, is now a pestle, no longer a piece of wood? Or is the transfer of ownership from the time I stole it? And that's what these two versions in the Tosfus are touching on. And the Rosh that the, the Bach and the Vilna Gorn both refer to is the Rosh are now on our Mishnah, it's a wonderful piece of Rosh that really goes in very deeply to this whole idea of transfer of ownership to a thief as a result of Shinui. And he says that At the end of the day, the growing of this cow, its, its development of the feces, or we're talking about a lamb that's growing wool during this period of time. So he stole it on the 1st of January. He shears the sheep at the end of February. So there's been two months of growth in the reshut of the nigzal. At that time, it was in the possession of the, says the Rosh, of the nigzal, of the man from whom it's stolen, because he hasn't yet sheared the, the lamb. So there hasn't yet been shinui. So all that development and growth is in the, in, in the nigzal's Time. That's what Tosfus is referring to. And the, the, the Bach says that's like the Rosh. Miu says in the next bold piece of Rosh. But when it comes to work out how much to pay, you calculate to the moment of, of theft. So the Rosh has this strange concept. He says the fact is until the Shinui, until I make the change, it's really Bereshut HaNigzal. 
which means that the development, the growth from January the 1st to the end of February, that's all in the ownership of the, the original owner of the object. It hasn't yet transferred to the thief. Then he shears the sheep and it gets changed. Now there's shinu. So, so then he's koine. So now how should I pay the owner, says the Rosh? The value of the lamb a moment before the shearing or of the cow a moment before the birth? Or do I pay at the value of the cow or the lamb at the time I stole it two months ago? And that could be a significant difference. Says, to, says the Rosh, even though the transfer only takes place later, you calculate the value at the initial time of the time you stole it. The Shuma, the evaluation, goes back to the time of theft. And that we see is in the Mishnah. The Rosh emphasizes, although ownership transfers with the transformation, the calculation goes back to the time of the Gazela. Says the Pnei Yeshua in an amazing piece of Pnei Yeshua in Bova Metziah, we're not there yet. He quotes this Rosh in Bova Metziah, he refers to our Rosh. And he says, Once at the time of the shearing, or the birth of the calf, where there is a transformation, at that time the thief acquires the rights of ownership using Shinui as the mechanism. Konele mafreya mishat hagzela. The Kenyan is retrospective. So the Pnei Yeshua is explaining the Rosh a little differently from how we understand it at first. It's not just that he acquires it now, but the calculation is initially. Says the Pnei Yeshua, why would that be if you acquire it now? Why are you calculating at the time of the theft? No, says the Pnei Yeshua. The acquisition kicks in at the moment of transformation, when you shear the lamb, or you convert the wood into the pestle, or the calf is born. From, that's when it kicks in. But it's active retrospectively from the time of the theft. Explains Rebbe Chonon Vasemin in our Gemara, "The kivan depaka din hashava memela who kanui lahagazlan migzela harishona." This Rebbe Chonon is explaining this based on on, on Rebbe Chaim, his Rebbe, which is the, when the thief steals it, it becomes his. But it can't really become his because there is imposed upon him an obligation of hashava. To return it. So it can't be yours if you have to return it. What kind of yours is that? So it's it's kind of conditionally yours. It, it's yours, except you have to return it, so it's not really yours. Now you transform it. Now you shear the lamb, or you convert the wood into the pestle, or the wood into the chair, into the furniture. Now what happens? Now you no longer have a chiyuv hashava. You don't have to return it anymore. Now you've got to compensate with cash, but you don't return the object. Once the chiyuv hashava has been removed, the original Kenyan kicks in. So now it's been yours from the time that you stole it. That's how we understand the, the, the piece of Gemara. That being the case, we understand Shinui Hashem a little bit better. Shinui, so we understand, we understand the whole idea of Shinui, of transformation. So Shinui then is not transforming the essence. The idea of Shinui is you've got to return, as we saw in the Gemara earlier, you've got to return that which you stole. Once it has a new name, it's no longer that which you stole. Now, why not? Why by just t changing the name is it no longer that which you stole? And here I want to give you the understanding. There's only one way to understand it. I struggled and struggled. I can only find one way to understand it. 
you can change something by changing its essence. You can turn a commodity into a product and you've changed it. It's no longer a piece of wood, it's a chair. That's not just a change in name. It's completely different. What is different about it? What's different is its usage. It's still wood. You could still say this is wood, but it's not. It's a chair. What does that mean that it's no longer wood, it's a chair? It has a specific purpose now. So changing a name is not just a matter of, of linguistics. Changing a name is changing the purpose. And that's the Chidush in transformation here. That when you change the name of something, you can change something by re-engineering it, changing its essence, either by manufacture or by alchemy. You can change what it is. It was A and now it's B. Or you can change it by assigning it a new purpose. This is no longer a, a rounded piece of wood. This is a pestle that will be used for grinding spices. The purpose that you're giving it makes it a different object. It's no longer the same thing. It's not just the language. It's not just that it has a different name. It's for a different purpose. So when we're talking about transformation, where you, whether you're transforming yourself or somebody else or a business, you can transform the business by restructuring it and firing people and hiring people and changing the branding. That's where you can transform the business. But there's an easier way to transform the business. Change its purpose. What is it here to do? And then you align everything else with the purpose. And that's the greatest way of form of transformation. Shinui Hashem. Shame being, not just interesting, shame also means sham. It's the same letters, isn't that? Shame, sham. I'm going there. That's where I'm going. My name tells me where I'm going. The name of a business should tell you where it's going. The purpose of it. That the Shinui Hashem actually is transformed. It's no longer the same thing. Hashem goes, well, this is not the thing you stole. The thing you stole was a commodity, was used, used in manufacturing. Now this is a pestle used for, for grinding spice. It's a different thing. It's not just the name. And this, this will blow your minds. There's a halacha in Yoridea, which you, you, which you know, that if the person is ill, we make him mishuberach in shul, says the Ramo in Yoridea, simen shin lamedhe, and likro lahem shem chadash. You give the sick person a new name. Ki shinu Hashem korea gazar dino, because changing the name changes the gazero. Why? I've always wondered about it. Well, you, 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 were, you were Chaim and now you're Yankel, so now the Gezer doesn't apply. But you fooled Hashem? He doesn't realize it's the same person? No, changing a name is not about changing a name. Changing a name is about changing the person's purpose. And this is based on the Gemara and Rosh Hashanah where Rabbi Yitzchak says, Arba dvarim mekarim adam. If Hashem has decided a bad thing for a person, there are four things that can change it. Eluhen, tzedakah, we can give tzedakah, tzedakah, you can daven. Shinui Hashem, you can change the person's name. The shinui maise, or you can, or the person can change his actions. These are the same two shinuyim. Teshuva changes your essence, but it's hard. It's a lifetime's work. Shinui Hashem can be in an instant, but it doesn't just mean changing your name from Chaim to Yankel. It means redirecting the person. If this person survives, he will be dedicated to a different kind of a life. And therefore, although the minag is, a, you change a name, you give a name like Raphael, may Hashem heal the person. Based on our Gemara and our learning today, that's not the way to do it. If you change the name, you should, the name should be something that, is, uh, that, that demonstrates where the person's going. This person's going to be going in a different direction. It's not just a tefillah. Tefillah is different. You're daven for the person. May Hashem heal you. But shinui Hashem means this person is going to be dedicated to a different kind of a life. This person is going to be dedicated. You name him after somebody that indicates is going to be, emulate that person. Or you give him a sense of, of purpose. Because what shinui Hashem is, is changing purpose, not changing words. 
That's what it is. And so it is in the essence of, of transformation. You can transform the essence of a business or of an object or of a person. But it's hard. It's hard. It takes a long time and a lot of work. But you can pivot the purpose. You can make a decision in a moment that I'm going to repurpose my business just like I can repurpose this piece of wood. I'm going to repurpose my life. And that in itself creates transformation, which is Korea Gzadin, which can, dis which can tear up any negative Gzairot that the Rebbeinu Shalom has applied to us.